You know, I'm quite proud of him, even though he is my son. And um, I listened to him preach the other day, and I told Lisa, I said, you know, he's pretty good. Yeah, but anyway, I'm excited because, you know, um, Lisa and I have been doing this over 30 years, and today, uh, you, if you know the, the Reeds, Stephanie Reed went home to be with Jesus Sunday. I don't know if y'all know her. You know, they, they, they lived up in Paisley, and we got to know them, and, um, and, they're, and they go to this church online. And so we went up and did the funeral today. It's nice to be able to pick up the phone and go, Justin, take it tonight, and then I can concentrate on what I'm doing. So anyway, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, let's go. Praise the Lord. Check, check. I figured I'd give Dad a break. He's been uh, putting a little bit of overtime in lately. So we got to let the pastor take it easy every now and then, preaching a couple hours every week, more, just a little bit more. Well, I, um, I have something fun tonight. It's always fun. Anytime God's speaking to us, it's exciting because that means we're moving to something new. And he wants to take us to new things. And we can't go there unless we have the revelation and the knowledge of it. And I've started changing the way I think about church, um, especially after uh, Dad threw some Keith Moore tapes in my car the other day. I don't know where he got them from. But you know how Mary Fran was talking about the burning bush and how in the desert a bush can always be burning just randomly. And a lot of times, like shepherds and people out there, will, they're not going to pay much attention to it because in the desert's hot and the sun's, you know, blazing and reflections are going, and so stuff will catch on fire. It's just dried and dead. But she said that when you have a heart after God and your heart sensitive, you're going to take time and stop and look at something and, and, and just don't move too fast through life. Because it may be God saying something, and, and um, was Moses stopped, and he said, and he looked into the bush, and he noticed the bush was different than another bush, and he walked towards it. I think a lot of times God's speaking, and, you know, if Moses was busy getting the sheep back home, he probably would have missed it. And then the next day, there might have been another burning bush, God trying to get his attention. So sometimes things happen, and Brother Hagin says, if you're always looking, what was it, for the spectacular, you're going to miss the supernatural. You know, people, we watched the movies as kids where Angel would show up in the little movie and Behold, and it's like a boom, and, the, you know, Joseph's shaking and from fear, and, and he's giving him a message, but a lot of times it's not that way. It's not an angel showing up. It's going to be the still small voice, just a little thing. So dad threw a tape series in my car the other day. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Are you kidding me? These are tapes. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I said, nobody has a tape player anymore. I was like, well, there's a tape player in this little white car I have. So I was like, I threw a tape in there. didn't work. Pushed it in again. didn't work. Pushing it again. So I just was, you know, sometimes I, get, I just kept pushing it. Finally, it kicked on. And I said, man, this thing's going to sound so terrible. It's probably like, you know, 20 years old. It actually came out really clear. And Keith Moore was preaching on the honor of God. And I started listening to it. <laughs> I get into my car and I sit in the driveway just listening. I'm like, this is good. And um, so then, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't drive this car all the time. And the Lord says, well, you have a tape player in the RV. Why don't you go get it? I said, where? He said, the back of the RV, there's a big stereo system you bought as a kid, and it's got tape decks in it. I said, oh, my goodness. You know, just paying attention to your heart when the Lord's speaking to you. So I went and grabbed it and hooked it up. And, you know, a lot of times if God's telling you something, you know, sometimes we can brush it off. But I'm trying to be more honorable to him and to do the things that he's asking me to do and do it quickly. And not just, ah, uh, you know, I'll go dig in there one day and look for it. I'm like, no, 
A lot of times I'm learning that he'll never give me the next step until I do the last thing he told me. So I go in there and dig it out, you know, clean it, put it down there, put this tape in, and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Going back in time to tapes. But sometimes it's, you know, how bad is it that do you, do you want it? If God's really speaking to you, are you going to really, are you really going to go pay the extra mile to go to the next step? I think a lot of people aren't, and that's why I want to talk about honor and honoring God and the honor of God and viewing the things the way God views them, not the way we do. So the title of the sermon is called Honor. And the reason um, I heard Keith say this, he says, if you want to see a greater move of the Spirit, we will have, and that's going to be the next point. You can go to the first, or it's the first point, JC, I'm sorry. He said, nope, it's, there's one in there. It's, I think it's at the top. Mm-hmm. If we want to see a greater move of the Spirit, we must learn to honor him. And he said, we must learn to honor the move of the Holy Spirit. We must learn to honor God. We must learn to honor the anointing. And he says, if you don't understand how to act and what the church is supposed to do during these times, God is just the anointing. He's going to lift and go right on. And a lot of times I have a lot of friends that think that, you know, we need to come in here and pray all night. Um, you know, and I don't think that that's wrong. Or we need to have in a worship service you know, hours of worship and, you know, after a while, eventually the worship's going to break heaven and the presence of God's going to be able to beam down and, you know, we, we created a, a portal in the atmosphere and it's going to break loose and revival's going to happen and, and, you know, we kind of have these strange ideas of how revival is supposed to happen for church and then people are going to come from all over the city and they're going to see this open heaven, but I'm learning that maybe God is looking for something else. Because Keith Moore says, look at the way God sees it. America wants revival, but God says, maybe it, the reason that you don't see a greater move of the Spirit is because my Spirit's not honored the way that I want it to be honored. And I think that for this church and for us, the next step we're going to go into is learning to honor God, learning to honor um, his things and see the things the way he sees it, not the way that we've always done it. I mean, churchianity um, in America, you know, we can get into a very easy ritual of how things are supposed to be done. And, you know, you come in, you hear pastor, you leave, you, that's a great message, put some money in, you leave, and then, you know, well, one day we're going to have a move of God. Well, I'm starting to learn that the reason, you know, we're probably not is because we're not honoring God the way he's wanting to be honored. So pretty cool that he, that he showed me this, so I, I've been kind of wanting to share this. So we're going to go to 1 Samuel 2.12. We're going to talk about Eli. We're going to talk about his sons. Um, I love this scripture because that scripture has kept me, this, this one has kept me uh, in, as a good boy in the church. And you'll see why. <laughs> I've never gotten out of, I've gotten out of hand in the church, but there's certain things I've never done in this church because of this dad preaching this scripture a long time ago. All right, we're at 1 Samuel. I'm going to try to slow down. I know a couple weeks ago I was blazing and, um, you know, some of us, even me, I, I had to look for Samuel because it was like, where is that thing again? All right, verse 12. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord and the priest's custom with the people that was when any man uh, feared a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with the three-pronged flesh hook in his hand and while the meat was boiling and then he would thrust it into the pan or the kettle or the cauldron or the pot and the priest would take for himself all that the flesh hook brought up. So they did. And Shiloh and to all Israel and to all the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come 
and say to the man who sacrificed, give, um, give meat for roasting to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the man said to him, they should uh, really burn the fat first, and you can take as much as your heart desires, and he would answer him, no, but you must give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force. Therefore, the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, and the, they abhorred the offering um, of, of the Lord. So, you know, one thing about um, his, uh, their sin was, you know, number one, they had no honor. They were corrupt for the house of the Lord. They didn't care for the offerings um, of the Lord. They didn't care for how, you know, they were treated. And I, I was I kind of was thinking the other day, I was like, I wonder why they took raw meat. I think it's because they either took it and they sold it, or they sold it to other people who would sacrifice it to maybe gods, and they were making money off of it. So his kids had no, um, no regard for, for the things of God. And so that, this is going to end up coming back to, um, to bite them. And so we're going to go, actually, I want to say this, you know, really how people, because you know, it says in the scripture, it says that the people uh, were groaned about the offerings of the Lord in there. It says that they, didn't, they despise the offerings because of the way the sons. A lot of times, um, how we treat ministry as the ministers, the people will treat and honor God. There can be no more honor for God than the pastor. The people will not have more honor than the pastor will. The parents, the, the children will not have more honor for people and for pastors and for, for men than their parents do. The laity will not have more honor than the minister. So really my first point is, is that honor is going to begin um, at the head. Because the people had no honor because of um, Eli's sons. And obviously Eli, because he was letting the, these things happen in the church. And this very displeased God. So we're going to start with um, 22, or go down to 22. Now Eli was very old and he heard everything his sons did to all of Israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door. That's why I said that scripture has uh, kept, me, kept me as a good boy in this church. Because uh, what God does to these boys, I was like, I will never touch the women in this church <laughs> because of this scripture. I know it's Old Testament, but to God, that's not that long ago. You know, God's been around forever, and, you know, a couple thousand years ago, it's, it's, that's not that long. <laughs> um, and he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear all the evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, for it's not a good report that I hear, and, the, and you make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against the other, God will judge him. But if man sins against the Lord, then who will intercede for him? Now, at this time, um, there's no intercessor. There was no Jesus. So nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor with both the Lord and men. Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Did I not choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest and offer upon my altar to burn incense and to wear the ephod before me? And I did not give to my house your father all the offerings that the children of Israel had made by fire. Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offerings which I've commanded to my dwelling place and honor your sons more than me? To make yourselves fat with the best of the offerings of the people of Israel, my people. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Now I want to pay attention to that last statement. 
A lot of times I think we're, you know, God's, it's funny how God ended up changing his mind. You know, first he said, I'm going to do this for Israel. But he says, now, because you've done this, you know, a lot is actually dependent upon the house of the Lord. Um, you know, are we sometimes, you know, we have to be careful not to be given too much precedent for people. Because like dad says, the people of the church can want things and demand and do things. But is that really what God wants? Um, and, you know, and Eli was always preference to his sons. Well, you know, his sons probably got away with this and that, and then after a while, you know, they're kind of rambling through the church, and he probably got used to it, and uh, he's not, and I'm sure Eli walked and knew the Lord at some time, but it seemed like that he had catered to them after a while, and this began to displease the Lord, and so I think we always need to just be watching in the house of the Lord how, you know, making sure we're doing what God's wanting us to do, and we're not catering to, you know, this person or that person or or just maybe de- the everyday demands that of maybe people would want. Um, and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do? So he's, Lord's saying, if you honor me, I will honor you. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Now, the word despise does not mean to scorn, to hate, or to be disgusted at something. It actually just means um, to, re- to, dist- to esteem, to regard as just insignificant, to make nothing of. Um, despise and lightly esteem actually mean the same thing. Uh, it means you don't appreciate it. It's a lack of honor and respect. Is despised, lightly esteemed means no respect to undervalue, and you don't think much of it. And so that's what God's saying here. And he's talking about the church or the, the temple that, um, you know, that they were dealing with at that time. So, you know, it's sad that our society really knows a little bit about honor. And really our society does take a lot of stuff as just light. And you'll notice that even in church. That God says, if you honor me, I'm going to honor. But if you take my things lightly, I'm going to take you lightly. Or I will, you know, there's will be no value. There'll be a lot of people don't understand why maybe nothing's happening in their life. And there's really no value or they're not really valuing the word of God. Um, and it would value them and work for them. And we're going to get um, further into that. But our society has, you know, 50s and 60s, you know, I guess was the era of the rebellion and then into the 70s and then 80s and, um, and our, it seems that every generation, uh, there's no honor anymore for, number one, your fellow man, uh, you know, your parents, uh, your teachers at school, uh, law enforcement. I mean, now things are just, it's a, it's a common thing now for someone to be disrespectful. And really, God's saying, if there's no honor, I'm not showing up. And it seems that even a lot of that has got into the church as society kind of takes a downturn. You know, the church will kind of end up going a little bit with it as, as it goes. We always are kind of a trail behind it, <laughs> you know, in some of our things. Um, but I think the Lord is calling us back to treating the, his place back with honor and not going with, you know, society and the way that they view things. Um, you know, so this, my second point is going to be I mean, because think about this. Society treats the church as just the commonplace. You read the news, you know, they don't think much of ministers. They don't think much of a house of worship. You know, they kind of make fun of it and joke about it. And then a lot of, you'll see that in a lot of people. And a lot of Christians will end up doing the same thing. My second point is if you honor God, you're going to honor people. We don't treat people as common, especially our brothers and sisters. People will say, you know, you really are the way that you are and the way you were raised. And, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, I don't have a lot of respect for people, but I honor God. No. The Bible says if you love, say you love God and you hate your brother, 
you walk in your darkness and you're, not a, and you're a liar. If you love God, you're going to love men. How you are towards God, you're going to treat people. So if you don't have a lot of respect for God, there's not a lot of honor. You kind of think light of God. You think light of the church. Well, that's how you're going to treat men. And it says, there was one scripture in the Bible that says, honor all men. But if you're the same way with people, um, you know, you don't honor people. You don't treat people with respect. Then it's the same way with God. Because you, you're the first honor in him and honor in people, they really go, it's an it's a equal back and forth. God says you're going to love, what is the greatest commandment is to love. So in order to really, um, you know, love covers a multitude of sin. Love is is the essence of, of who we are as Christians. And if people are, you know, constantly mad at each other and not walking in love, and they're saying they're loving God, well, really, there is no honor for God. Because they, God's saying, please honor, honor my people. Honor your fellow brothers, not just the pastor. He's saying honor all men. And so that's even, you know, that's sometimes that's hard because I feel like sometimes he tells me to even honor sinners just as a, they're, they're men. These people, I go into their businesses and I want to go off on them. But <laughs> you honor them, and um, I let God deal with it. So how we treat people is how we treat God. So we can't say that we, uh, we, don't, you know, we don't have a lot of respect for man, and then yet yeah, we love God. You know, as a boy, um, my parents, you know, you, you kind of don't know all the things you're learning as a kid, and you learn a lot of honor. And I think a key ingredient me growing up and receiving from God as my father taught me a lot of honor. And I learned, watched him honor other ministers. I watched him honor people in the church and just how he treated people. Um, I went to karate as a kid. And you learn in the martial arts, you learn honor. It's, you know, at the time you think, okay, this is just what you do if you want to go to do take karate and get a belt and get a trophy. You come in and you, you bow every time you walk in the door. And then as you're leaving, you do not forget to bow. Because in karate, they'll kick you and say it's training, beat you up and say it's part of your training, especially if you're being disrespectful. A um, couple of the places that I went, there was always different styles, but one place that I went was very traditional to the Okinawa way. I mean, I mean, the lights were off, the heat was on, the floors were concrete. You walk in there trained, you don't talk. You always, you don't talk back. You get hit in the face. And you don't ask questions. <laughs> you just do whatever sensei says. And, you know, some people would see that and say, oh, my gosh, no way. But as a kid, I learned that dad was like, you know, dad talked a lot about karate, and he built it up a lot, said, and the traditions of karate. So I did it as a kid. It was fun. But what I learned was how to um, handle myself around these men that I didn't know, and I would go into these classes and train. And there was protocol. You didn't just walk in there with your gi half off, and your belt hanging, and your bat, your gym bag. I mean, you get, you'll, you'll ask to be asked to left, and you're never coming back, or, or you're going to get one more chance, and then you're, they kick you out. I mean, they excommunicate you. So, <laughs> so you're going to sit down in a certain way. You're going to sit a certain style. You have a place that you're supposed to stand, and um, your gi better be crisp and clean, and it better be, you know, washed and nice. And then you're going to go through whatever you got to do that night, and you're not going to ask questions, and then you can take a test at some point. And I remember when I went to go get my black belt, I mean, they just flat out told me I failed. They said, you know, you're doing great, but you're not getting it. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you know. I mean, it was free. But they really took it. If you're going to get, you know, get that, you're going to put a lot of time and effort. 
and you're going to learn the ropes of the traditions, and you're going to learn honor and respect. And some styles, um, I've heard that, you know, if a man, like, if you could be training, and if your guard's down, the constructor will come and kick you in the side, and you'll fall on the floor, and when you're done, you're going to get up and say, thank you, sir, because he just took time out of his day to show you and teach you something, and teach you that you have an opening, and that you need to make some adjustments. And, you know, I've heard that uh, um, certain styles can be like that. But, um, and then when you go to fight, if uh, you hit another man and he falls, you have to go to the other ring and turn around and wait for him. To, you're not going to watch him while he's down. You're not going to kick him while he's down. It's dishonorable. And so a lot of, you know, that can be as taught. Uh, I think those are great things that teach people honor, ter- teach people respect. And a lot of that has been lost. And, and I think as a kid growing up doing that, I've learned um, a lot about honor and, you know, because there's times that I'll, I've probably as a kid wanted to say things, but I won't because I've learned, you know, you just don't, you just don't, I took karate for five years. You just don't go mouth off and say something, especially in class. <laughs> so um, that's, an, that's, you know, there's wonderful things that I think have, God has taken you down paths that you probably don't know right now to teach you these things. I think um, uncomfortable is good. You know, the Lord told me today, working out, he said, uncomfort and pressure is good because it causes you to grow. Because, you know, you're lifting and you're like thinking, oh, my gosh, why do I, you know, do one more rep and it's hurting. Well, it's good for you. Karate was good for me. Getting yelled at and told to sit in this corner and it better be, it was good for me. Your uncomfortableness makes you grow out of that. Because if you stay, uh, if a person who goes to outer space stays in the same environment, they'll never grow. And so I believe God is always wanting us to come up. And there may be some things that are going to be uncomfortable, especially learning about honor and the way God wants to do things in church. But we're just going to have to, to roll with them and do it. So the next thing is um, talking, still talking about honor and, and the, the holy things of God is going to be to protect your pearls. Now, this is going to be kind of funny. But now we're talking about the things of God and the things God shows you. And I've always, this was, I heard this. Um, let's go to Matthew 7, 6, and I thought this was really good because I've always wondered this because mom loves the scripture talking about the, the things that God will teach you about the word because his word is holy, and we're to reverence it and honor it and treat it like it's holy. And, um, you know, I would notice with people, they wouldn't have a lot of honor and respect for the word. They would just be like, well, you know, I, I know the word says this, but I don't think so. And so... I'm going to read you a scripture that if you ever have a, um, you ever struggling with talking to people about the things God shows you, this is a good scripture. Matthew 7, 6, and it says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. You know, a, a pig, your pet pig or your pet dog is not going to know the difference between a strand of a $100,000 set of pearls or a little gravel rock. He's going to chew either one of them up and just play with them. That's where the word discretion the Bible talks about. There's people that don't understand discretion and they don't understand what's, you know, if you put a holy Bible in front of your dog and you put a magazine that's unholy, he's going to rip both of them up the same because he doesn't understand. So what God's saying is don't take my holy things and put them before, and he's not calling people swine. He's, um, he's not calling people dogs. This is a principle here. 
He's saying, don't take the valuable things that I show you, the holy things, and put them before people that are just going to trample them. These things are holy before God. I always had a, you know, I'd go around friends and I'd try to talk about the Lord and it was either hard, I couldn't get a lot of words across before they cut you off. Um, you know, if they cut you off, go find somebody who wants to hear it. Because to them, they don't understand because they haven't been taught discernment, discretion. A pig doesn't understand, a dog doesn't understand a Winn-Dixie bone and something that's actually of value to you. That's why, you know, as your kid, you have something, take something over a friend's house and then you know, your new shoes and you put them on the ground and your friend's dog chews them to pieces. He doesn't understand. It's not that he's bad, he just doesn't know. And so many people, because they're never taught, they don't understand and they don't, they don't know that God said, this is my holy word. This is valuable to me. I want you to treat this as holy, as valuable. When you read this, you're not just reading any book. Yeah. Actually treat it as this is valuable. And then when you go to talk about it, if people don't want to hear it, just cut it off. Yeah. Leave them alone. Yeah. That actually helped me when I heard that because I, I like to minister to everybody. Yeah. And there are certain people that just don't want it. You tell her, well, you know, the Lord, you know, the Lord will show you this great revelation. And you're, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then you'll go tell it to somebody. And then, I mean, they will just trample it, shoot it full hole, say, oh, I don't know if I believe any of that. That sounds like, you know, a bunch of hooey to me. And you're thinking, no, I've heard preachers preach this. I, I've got it. I, I've learned this. This, is a, this, like, this will change your life. Tithing will change your life. Giving and sowing will change your life. And people say, well, yeah, I don't know about all that. Well, Maybe you need to go find somebody else to, those people I just, I go in, I say, I love you, how you doing? If they ever give me an opportunity, we'll talk more. But um, I've learned not to just share all of my heart with everybody, especially the holy things of God. Because God, that's valuable to, this is valuable to him. And he doesn't, you know, uh, Keith Moore said, it's actually sin when people take the holy things of God and trample them. And so be careful with how, with, you know, with people and sharing the holy things that's going on in your life with people. And, you know, God's, he's talking to you in the night. He's showing you things. And if the Lord leads you and you want to share them, you know, share them. But uh, I just wouldn't put all that stuff out, you know, to everybody. And so don't throw your, um, don't throw your pearls before swine because they're not going to appreciate it. And it's not that people are swine. It's just that that's just a, you know. They're not there yet. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 9, speak not in the ears of a fool, and he will despise your wisdom. That's a, that's a good one. That helps me with um, sometimes I want to talk to people, and the Lord is just saying, just, just be quiet. Just go over and love them. Yeah. Sit there, enjoy the company that day. You know, let them. I'm not saying they're not doing anything bad, but there's people you get around, people at work, you work with, you got to be around them. You're trying to walk in love. Be at peace with all men. Uh, you want to minister to them, and there's times you may. But sometimes the Lord tells me just to be quiet. Yeah. They're going to take everything you say and just run it in the ground. Yeah. Um, so number four is as, as we treat the things of God holy, you're going to utilize and value what he's given you. Not just valuing the word, but you're going to value the revelations that he's given you. And so Matthew 13, 12 just go a couple pages over. And this is, um, I, you know, I've never seen this scripture this way before. And 
Actually, whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. Remember the story with the talents, with the man who had one talent, and he went and buried it? He didn't value what he had. The Bible says the more you have. So if God's given you stuff, what are you doing with it? How are you valuing it? Pastor's preaching on Sunday. Is it just another sermon by pastor, or is this actually God talking to us? The things he's given us, the books he's given you, the tapes he's given you. That's what I was saying about the Keith Moore tapes. I'm learning when God hands me something, value it, because he's going to give you more. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not using what you have, you're not getting any more from God. He actually, you actually stand to lose what you have, because he says that he took the talent from the one and gave it to the guy who had ten, because he had been faithful with what he had. You know, when pastors are preaching on stuff, are you just kind of, you know, um, are you not paying attention? Are, you, are the things really that he's saying, are they holy? Yeah. Are they valuable? Or is it just, all right, are you thinking about lunch? Are you, are you, um, are you thinking about what you got to do later? And a lot of times, I've, you know, even me myself, you know, on Sunday morning, I can get busy running around. And, um, you know, it gets, like I said, churchianity is pastors preaching. Dad's always preaching. So, it, but it, is it really pastor preaching? Because the Bible says that the pastor dad is his representative. He's actually speaking on behalf of what God wants to say that day. You're not trampling on pastor. You're actually trampling on God and his word that he's given out. And I've started to think that, you know, maybe um, I need to, to value a little bit more, not just hear the sermon and you know, a lot of times I don't ever go check it out on SoundCloud. I don't ever write the scriptures on. Never go look it up. Keith Moore says that when he got um, someone gave him tapes by Kenneth Copeland, and he said at first, you know, the guy was trying to give him tapes, and he says, "Well, I don't know about these tapes." And he says, "You know, we listen to music on tapes, not preaching." But he said that he took them anyways, and he took them home, put them in his cassette player every night, got a pen and a pad out, and he took notes and wrote it down and 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 learned, and then. He would do the next tape, and he said he would listen to those tapes. He was blue in the face, and then he'd start them all over and do it again. And he says that because he valued that, he said he started getting stuff. I mean, the guy came, and then he brought him Brother Hagen tapes, and then he'd bring him more tapes. And then next thing you know, Keith Moore is getting, going off to Ramah, and he's saying that God is preparing him for something. But he's valuing, he's paying attention um, to the burning bush. He's valuing it, and he's utilizing the things he has. The Lord told Keith Moore, every person gets a portion of the anointing when they get filled with the Spirit. He says, but more people want more, but they're not doing anything with what they have now. They're not utilizing the things that I've given them now. Um, a lot of times, you know, you're always looking for, oh, Lord, what's the next thing I'm supposed to be doing? I don't know what's going on. And you're not, but what, what do you have around you? I mean, I have probably 100 Mark Hankins books, and probably half of them I haven't read yet. I really don't need to be asking God for any more until I'm doing and utilizing what he has told me. Taking um, the things dad's preaching on Sunday more serious as if it's really God talking and it's not just a man that's talking. So you're going to utilize and appreciate. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you realize that some people, it's like they're getting all this revelation from God. God is blessing them and, you know, their ministries growing or their work is booming and they're getting blessed. Well, they're appreciating what God has. They're coming in hungry with the word. 
They're not just, oh, Daryl had, had a great message today, told that same story again. You know, that's great. I've heard it a hundred times. Uh, you know, Daryl's always on a rant about something. But, but is it really Daryl or is it the position that he's in that God's saying something? And so that's what the Lord's been showing me is that you don't look at it as Daryl preaching. Don't let it as Mark preaching. It's actually my anointed who's standing there giving a message on behalf of what, what I want them to say. And so Matthew, um, let's go to Matthew 13, 44. So the more you appreciate the things, God will just keep enlarging you. You know, the Lord told Keith Moore, I was listening to his tape, and he says, you, you want to learn how to grow in your capacity for me and, and get more from me? He said, be thankful and be appreciative of the things you do have. Wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for what I have. He said when they did healing school, it was interesting because a person would come in with like a hurt finger or a broken finger. And he said all they talked about was that one hurt finger all the time to where they focused on it so much that their whole world was revolved around my finger. Well, they didn't realize they got nine more that worked just fine. Got ten toes, nine fingers, their body's healthy, they're breathing, their heart's pumping. But all they care about is this one pinky finger that just driving them nuts and they... I don't know why, you know, Brother Joe's got ten fingers, and I don't know why his hands are always great and mine, my finger doesn't work. And he says that because people are ungrateful, yeah. God's not going to do anything for them. He doesn't, they're not appreciating the, the things that, that they do have. And so he was saying, stay in an attitude of gratitude, thanking. He said, if you wake up and thank me for everything you have, he said, I'm going to actually increase your capacity because you're honoring the things that I'm giving to you. You're honoring, you know, thank you, Lord, for my house, even though it's tiny. Thank you, Lord, for my beautiful floors, even though, you know, it's like I want a new house and a new floor. But I'm honoring him for what he did for me. And so staying in that uh, mode of honor with, with God for what you do have. Um, so Matthew 13, 34, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. For when he has found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, God is a powerful God, and he can really, you know, if he wanted to, just, you know, say something loud and shake the whole earth, and everyone will bow down and worship him. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't choose to do that. He chooses that people are going to come to him by faith and, and by the word. And honor and faith are not inseparable. And so, he, you know, the, the parable that he said, the kingdom of heaven, I never really saw this until the other day, is like a treasure hidden in a field and a man went and sold all that he had and he went and bought that field. That's, how you're, that's your Bible. That's the word of God. That's Jesus. I mean, the man did everything he could to get this field. Do we read this book as if, you know, you paid, you sold a piece of land, like would I sell my land to buy, to, if this Bible was you know, the price, 100000 of my property. And he's saying the kingdom of heaven is a treasure. This is a treasure. How we honor this, when we read it, do we read it as this is God talking to us? This is actually God's treasure. Or we just, you know, read it and go, all right, did my Bible verse tonight. Yeah, that's good. Praise God, you know, love the word. It's great. But he's saying that really when you're in, in here, read it as a treasure on Sunday morning. On Wednesday night, God is dispelling the treasures of heaven to you. And how you honor it is how you're actually going to receive it. Because the Bible says that if you're not going to honor it, you know, that's how why many people, you can have two people sit in the same service 
one person is going to get, will get nothing out of it. They'll actually walk out bored. And the other person will walk out and their life's going to get changed. Their finances are going to get changed. Why? Because it's treasure to them. And a lot of times we start out as, as you know, we're listening. I mean, I remember we first started going to Mark Hankins. Um, you know, it's amazing. And a lot of people do that. They're like, I've never even heard this before. I heard Scott say that the other night. I thought it was funny. He was sitting in the Bible class, and he said, I've never heard any of this before. I said, I've been hearing this for 30 years. <laughs> but that's dangerous because I can start treating the house of the Lord with contempt. I can treat my dad with contempt. Yeah, there's my dad's going on another rant about the Bible. He's mad tonight, you know. No. <laughs> it's, um, you can start looking at it that way. And you can go to a Mark Hankins meeting, and, and after a couple of years, you know, you're like, I've heard all this. Because, you, you know, Mark will start preaching the same thing kind of over and over. You listen to his Bible school online, you're going to hear a lot of the same, I mean, every day you're listening to the same, same messages. Go out to his thing, the same messages. After about five years, many people will walk out of his meetings and go, okay, I've heard everything I need to hear from him. I'm out. I'm going to go find something new. I'm going to go find something that's else that's going on. There's no honor. They're not taking in the word as treasure. And, you know, they're rejecting the, the, the watering process of the word. I've seen that same scripture about treasure, and, I didn't, and it just changed this week for me. The kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom of heaven. And when I go to read this, I'm reading treasure. I'm not just reading, uh, clocking in my Bible time for the night. And so, the, um, and so you know, the, a man that goes uh, and sells all that he has is motivated. He really wants that. And so there's an attitude there that he is, whatever it takes, I'm going to get this, and I'm going to have it, and I'm going to own it. And so that's what he's saying, that you take the things of God that way. Um, not just, um, you know, walking in, in the church, and that's, this is mainly a lot for me after being here so long, and just it's contempt. You know, you own a piece of land for a long time, you're like, well, yeah, I got this piece of land. Ah, got to mow this stinking thing all the time. Weeds are always growing up. It's work, blah, blah, blah. But before, when you first got it, you know, you're falling down at the field, and you're kissing it, um, and it's amazing, and you... you, you you know, you're treating it a certain way. And so um, the, the Lord is, is getting us ready and getting you ready by, by bringing things to you. Um, pay, you know, don't move too fast through life. Yeah. Don't move too fast through the word sometimes. Some, you know, and, and try to just clock Bible time in. Read it and see and look for the burning bush. Look for what God's, you know, I've been learning just with God that, um, honoring him that day is checking my heart. He says, don't, don't forget to do this. Take this with you today. Do this. Because he's really getting you, getting you ready. And if you're not going to be faithful with the little things, and you're not honoring what he's telling you to do that day, he's not taking you to the next. So like one day, I, I grabbed a few things and I said, you know, Lord, I don't, I don't really need this today. I'm not going to see this person. He said, take it anyway. Okay. So I took it. Well, then in a couple hours, that person called me and says, hey, you know, I want to meet up with you. Just had time today. And I said, oh, I'm glad I listened to the Holy Spirit. Not moving too fast. Taking time with the Father. Just honoring. Yeah. Is there anything, you know, today? Not checking your heart that day. Um, and, and being ready because as you're faithful with the ten, with the five, and you're honoring him, he's going to start bringing more to you. But, you know, like me, as soon as I got those tapes, I was like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do with these things? Go pull your stereo out. Yes, sir, right away. 
uh, I'm not treating, you know, it, what, did he, what did he say? If you, um, those who honor me, I'll honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. I'm not lightly esteeming things when God tells me to do them. All right, yeah, God, uh, I'll get to it in a little bit. So I think that that's going to change um, a lot of the way that, we, that our church is going to operate. Number five is no effect. And just what I just said. Difference is how you esteem the word of God. If everything is ho-hum, ho-hum, same-o, same-o, you know, nothing's changing for you. Treat pastor as he's got a word from the Lord that day for you. It's not just the same old thing, the same Sunday. We all, we all get used to it. And then, you know, you'll catch me in the foyer walking around. Ho-hum, ho-hum, Sunday morning. I'm going to deal with some problems and some people today, you know. <laughs> but actually going, mm, this is the Lord's day today. They'll have no effect on you. You know, the, the word didn't have a lot of effect on the people I went to Bible school with. I think there's like two of us out of like, what, 15 or 20 kids that are doing something for God. Same school, same class, same teaching. Teaching, learning Brother Hagin. Rest of them, they didn't do nothing for him. They didn't esteem it. It was lightly. It was, yay, we're in Bible school. It's the thing we do. But there was no real hunger. And they took God lightly. And God says, guess what? If you esteem me lightly, you'll be lightly esteemed. None of them are in ministry today, but one of them. And that's... And I'm saying that with anything that you do, any of your business, um, how, you know, what maybe God, like if you're an electrician, are you a light, you know, if you're just staying, um, staying sensitive to God and, and, the, and even being in the word, you know, as a business person so that you can, um, so that you're going to, God is going to use you and grow your influence because he wants to use, he wants to use that business. The, next, the, the sixth thing is faithfulness and stewardship. talking about honor and esteeming the things of God, um, you know, utilizing it. Don't compare yourself with other people. That's, a, that's, a, that's a one way that you'll end up in a, in a mess. You know, you got people like Brother Hagin that was in pastors, and people would always try to compare themselves to him and want to be just like him, and they weren't honoring the little bit that God did give them. Oh, God gave me a teaspoon why are you giving this guy so much more? No. Love that teaspoon he gave you. Love the revelation he has given you. Don't look at, oh, I, I want to be like Mark Hankins, or I want to be like this person in business. I want to be like this person. No, what, do you, what is it that you do have? He's given you something. Honor it. Esteem it. You know, when, um, when I'm preparing a sermon, it's not like, um, and Keith Moore says this, I'm not coming here tonight you know, I got a few points I'm going to give you. I'm going to throw a few things at you. It might change your life. It might not. No, he says if God gives you something, honor and esteem it. He says I preach it like it's the next best thing, like it's, it's just as good as anything anybody else is going to preach that day. Because if, you're going to, if you esteem what he's given you, he's going to keep giving you more. And even if you do have a teaspoon of revelation, you always say all I know how to do is uh, witness to somebody, pray with somebody, or just tell them Jesus loves them. Well, then do that and esteem the, the things that you are learning. Don't try to um, be like pastor and, and remember everything. You know, you, yeah, you want, do want to listen and write things down, 
But if you don't remember everything that he, you know, on righteousness and you're trying to tell somebody about it, just tell them what you do know. Be faithful what you do have. And if God's given you a job in the church, don't esteem it lightly. Maybe it's, you know, a lot of times I play drums and, and um, be like, oh, can't believe I'm just playing drums in this church. That's it. All I'm doing is playing drums all the time. You know, I can't, you don't look at it that way. Because that job, he's, he's you got to take it and say, okay, if I'm, if I don't, if I take this serious, and there was a heart change that I had at one point of I'm playing for you. Well, then God began to increase me. If you're just the door greeter at church, if you're just here working with the babies, or if you're just here showing up on time for first or second service, don't esteem it lightly. Where God has you, honor it and say, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for what you, what you have me. Thank you for the job that I do have here or where I am serving or the little bit that I do have. And as you're appreciative, he'll actually increase it uh, more and more. And um, so faith for you'll increase. Um, Keith Moore said, Lord, how do I increase? Oh, did I go? Go back to six. Faithfulness and stewardship. He said, he asked the Lord, he says, how do I increase in the anointing? Because the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing is what the weightiness of the anointing, you know, the glory you know, people are always talking about the anointing. And he says, how do I increase in the anointing? Because I want to be better. The Lord says, the only way you're ever going to increase is by stewardship, faithfulness, yeah. time, being faithful to me and my word. And he kept going back and said, there must be another way I can study harder and have more of the anointing. And he said, no, it's, it's going to be just by faithfulness. And he said that when the, you know, he only had like a little revelation of the anointing and he didn't think it was much. Or a couple scriptures. And the Lord told him what I just told you guys. Esteem what he, give, he has given you. So he said he took the anointing, that subject, and he preached it. And he taught it. And he told the people he was anointed to lay, this was during healing school. He was anointed to lay hands on the sick. I mean, if you feel like God's giving you a healing ministry, tell people when you go out, I'm anointed to lay hands on you. Talk about the anointing. Esteem it. It's treasure. The anointing is treasure and the, and the Holy Spirit is treasure. He said it within 10 years because it takes time. He said his ministry, he said the anointing would get so heavy after 10 years that, I mean, people would just walk up to him and say something, touch him and fall down on the ground. Because he said he esteemed the anointing. Take things in the word that God's talking to you about. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's your giving. Don't take it, don't take it lightly. Esteem it. Talk about it. Tell people about it. Um, tell them that you're anointed to, to preach or to teach. Tell, you know, and people are going to think, ah, oh, this person is always talking about prosper. He's always talking about the anointing. He's always talking about prayer. What you're doing is you're, give, you're putting pr- that on a platform and esteeming it and saying, this is important. Yeah. This is what God has given me, this revelation, and I'm not going to take it lightly. And he said within 10 years, he said the anointing was so strong because he honored it. That he said that it was in sometimes he, that he couldn't even, he'd have to stop and sit down because he just, he couldn't preach anymore. Because of how he treated the anointing and the faithfulness to that. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in, in one month and one day. And so I think that, um, you know, staying faithful and then seven, which is esteeming what God's given you, like esteeming the anointing, um, esteeming, you know, este- I'm going to be the best baby holder in this church. <laughs> I'm going to take care of these kids. These are God's kids. I'm going to teach. The- I mean, if you're teaching in children's church and you're like, I'm an evangelist or I'm you know, I know I'm a business person. I don't know. If God told you to be there, just be there. 
You say, I'm going to give this 110%. All these kids are going to know so much about God when they leave here. They're going to go home and get their parents on fire. And take it seriously. And he says, those who honor me, I'm going to honor you. And God's going to say, okay, I'm going to go home to your business. And now your business is going to increase because you're taking my kids. Because we need to value, we need to pray, and we're going to pray this, to value what he values. God values his children. And you're going, I'm valuing you know, my business, and he does value that, but, the how, but maybe his value system is higher on that, on the kids, and you're working in there going, all I'm doing is changing this poopy diaper, <laughs> and there's no honor, like, I'm just, you know, and there's no honor, and so therefore, maybe there's other areas in your life that are not changing, and um, I think that's what he's been, he's been talking with me about that. Um, so number eight, don't compare, you lose what you have, like I said, Matthew 13, 12, Whoever has will be given more, they will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken away. I think comparison, you getting compared to what everybody else is doing, you just, you're not even doing what you're supposed to be doing because you're always thinking about what somebody else is doing. And you're not focusing on what God's giving you because you always care about what somebody, God gave somebody else. And uh, he says, you keep doing that, I'm just going to take it. You're going to be ungrateful about it. Um, so number nine, learn to focus. Like Jesus is personally talking to you or God is personally talking to you. It's much easier to hear God when you're focusing, when you're, not, when you're honoring him, when you're in service and you're, you're not on your phone, you're not thinking about what else you got to do. And also focusing on, you know, if pastor may say something to you or a friend may, you're praying and asking God. And this is a story Keith tells. He said he was talking to a man in his church. And um, he said he got this revelation from God about this man's answer. He said this is the, or this problem they were having on the staff. And he, says, and he says that God downloaded it right when I was talking to this person. And I didn't want to like say, hey, this is from the Lord. He just said, I just gave it to him. You ever have that happen to you? You'll be talking to somebody and just scriptures are flying into your head. You're like, oh. And I mean just like an instant download. It's like God's interrupting them by talking to you. And you're, all you can hear is what God said. But then yet, the person will look at you and say, you'll say, you'll tell them, and you'll think, man, this is amazing. I think we should do this. And they'll look at you and say, uh, yeah, okay, I mean, I guess, I don't know, whatever. You know, and you're like, what? Oh, okay, you guess. And they'll just blow off. And he says a lot of times people are, are they're not paying attention because it came through my wife. It came through my husband. It came through my friend. The other night I was talking to my friend, and um, <laughs> We were sitting in his car, and, and, I, you know, and I've read the Bible for 30 years, and I could easily dismiss everything he's ever said because he's, he's not where I'm at in the faith. But I've learned when people even that are, aren't a long, far as long to so listen to them because he said something in the car, and I, immediately I recognized that was God. I didn't just go, ah, it's Andrew, whatever. Hey, yeah, kid don't know what he's talking about, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked at it and said, because it confirmed something with my spirit. Yeah. It confirmed something that I had heard before, yeah. that, that I had heard from another pastor, somebody else there. And somehow he just came out of his mouth, and I'm thinking, but if I didn't know that was God, I would have just dismissed it. Oh, that's just Daryl. Yeah, it's Daryl's opinion. Yeah. That's just my wife. Ah, she's always saying that. What if it's God? Yeah. What, if you, what, what if somebody in the street came up to you and said something? There's times... <laughs> You know, I've had a homeless person say something to me. I'm thinking, this guy's high on drugs. But then I walk away and go, you know, if I, 
put him out of the picture. And really, I said, Lord, what do you think about that statement? And the Lord said, that's a true statement. It's not necessarily, you know, he's not necessarily practicing the, what, what he's saying. But the statement is true. And, and so I thought, oh, you know, I think that's really, that's really good. Now, him, I know he's not doing anything that he says he's going to do, but I try sometimes to say, Lord, if you're speaking to me through somebody, yeah. I'm going to honor it. I'm not going to dismiss it. And sometimes I think we're always looking for, like I said earlier, the supernatural or an angel to show up and say, this is your next step in life. But it doesn't always happen. It could be a coworker, a friend, or a spouse will say something. And I think sometimes we just need to check our heart and pray on it and go, okay, I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I think Daryl was just being Daryl and giving me his double D personality opinion about it. Well, it may have been. But maybe take it to the Lord and say, Lord, is this you? Because the problem is if you're always looking at, um, you know, even when he's out, uh, pastors outside of the pulpit, is that he's, you know, still look at him as he's a man of God. And that he's been given that anointing to, to preach and, and to teach and to shepherd. He may say some things that are coming out of his flesh. Um, but there may be some truth in some of that. I've learned that, you know, <laughs> listening to him. Uh, there's still an anointing. I have to look at the mantle that's on him. Yeah. It's not just, that's yeah, dad. You know, dad's being dad. <laughs> and that's, but that's dishonor. Right. Because you, you've, you've taken the, um, the gold of the temple and, exchanged it for brass. You no longer hunger in treating the people of God. Even our common, you know, like I said, honoring men. Treating each other. You know, I think a lot of you guys say some crazy stuff to me. But sometimes I go, Lord, what do you think about that? And some of it affects me. And I'm like, hey, that's good. I'm going to pray on that. I'm going to talk to dad about it. You know, I don't know. If it's God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor him. I'm, gonna, I'm looking for him. I'm, I'm looking for the, the still small voice. And it may come out of mom, dad, a friend. And I'm not just going to dismiss it just because of, uh, of who that person is. Because, I mean, if we did that, then God would use nobody, right? So um, you're going to recognize when it's him. You're going to grasp it. You're going to hold it to your chest. It's precious. If God tells you something, you're not just going to forget it tomorrow. If somebody, if the president or, or somebody of a corporation, you know, told you to be somewhere tomorrow at a certain time and they're, you know, of a job you want, you're not going to just... What was that time again? Um, who's the, uh, the big financial guy on Wall Street? They always talk about, I don't know, Warren Buffett. I used to listen a lot. If Warren Buffett told me a time next week, I'm not going to look at it and go, not put it in my phone, and the next week go, oh, I got to text Warren. I have no idea what he said. If someone has to keep telling you something, it's not that you're dumb. There's just no honor. There's no, you're not paying attention. You're taking the things, you're lightly esteeming what they're saying. And so I, if you're not going to treat Warren Buffett like that, why would we treat God and the, and the house of the Lord? So, um, and you know, we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians 2, 12 through 13. This one I actually didn't write down in here, so I have to, I have to find it. But it kind of really helped me because sometimes I've learned why I'm not hearing more from God. And um, I don't think I'm, I think sometimes I'm thinking uh, too lightly of some of the things people say around me. And I'm not taking them serious. You know, you can even, you have it up there. You can even do, I even start, you can do that with Mary Fran. Hang around her enough. You can see the humanity of her. 
Next thing you know, she's telling you something, and ah, it's Mary Fran. You know, she's being the hoity-toity woman from Nashville about this. Ah, maybe not. Maybe it's God. But you start taking it lightly because you're getting used to people. That you would walk worthy of a God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. I don't know why I gave you that scripture. Oh, next one. Oh, this is it. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, and it was not the word of men. Not as the word of men, but it is, but as it is truth and the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So what he's saying here, you're not hearing the word of God from men. When pastors up here on Sunday, it's not man. It's God speaking to us. And, you're, and the, how you welcome it, it says it'll effectively work in you. Also, before that, it talks about the glory of God. It talks about the glory actually means weight. In the old ancients, the system of, of barter was that the heavier something was, the more valuable, and they would put it on scales of weight. The glory, you know, we have to treat God and his things as weighty, as that they're, they're valuable, they mean something, and that, um, and that they're not, and that like when pastor's talking about God, these things are weighty to us, and they'll effectively change us because we're receiving it. We receive the word of God. But you're going to hear it from us. You're going to hear it from Pastor. You're going to hear it from uh, Mark Hankins. But it's not Mark Hankins. I mean, if Jesus personally came to you and told you something, would you write it down? Would you remember it? Or would you forget about it? Next day, next week, you wouldn't even remember what he even said. Ah, Jesus appeared to me yesterday. I can't remember a thing he even said. I think he said something about I'm supposed to go, uh, go, go to school somewhere. Ah, what was the name of that place? Can't remember. No, if Jesus appeared to you, you're going to write it down. Oh, my God, God spoke to me. You're going to cherish it. You're going to put it on your heart. You're going to treat it as gold, as weighty. But think of it the same way as maybe God is speaking to us. You know, when Mark Hankins is on, I need to maybe take it a little more serious and not just, that's eh, another sermon by my, Pastor Mark. Because <laughs> that's what happens. And um, I believe that we'll increase from that. You know, we'll, we'll make the adjustments and the revelation will start to flow like water. You know, we start taking his house more serious. And I believe that we're going to start seeing the glory of God in this place. You know, we're just not coming to church. We're not, even me, we're walking around in the foyer or doing this. I mean, if I'm supposed to, you know, if I'm supposed to do something, but just Sunday, God's talking. I'm going to go in there and sit down. I'm going to pay attention. I'm not going to be cutting up with my neighbor or texting somebody about lunch plans or you know, watching something on my phone for a few minutes. I mean, if Jesus was saying it to you, you'd be on the edge of your seat. I mean, you'd be, if Jesus appeared and you'd be writing notes like fire. And then next, you know, and it could be just, I've heard, um, I've read stories in Brother Hagin's book when Jesus would talk to him. And then he'd just be quoting a scripture in, a, in, a, in the Bible. I'm thinking, that's it? That's all Jesus said to him? He was talking about Ephesians? Or, or casting devils out? And to me, it wasn't, it was, uh, it was something I've always heard. But to me, I'm thinking, I thought Jesus was going to give him some great revelation. When um, I think uh, Jesse Duplantis said that he went to heaven, 
you know, the angel would just quote the word to him. He said, why are they doing this? And he says, you ever read in the book of Psalms that says this? And the angel would go, you ever read in, in the book of James that says this? I'm thinking, I thought the angel was going to tell him something new, something deep. And the angel just referred to the word. And I'm thinking, I've had this thing here the whole time, and even the, and the, I'm not valuing it. And the angels know it. They're talking to Jesse about it. And, they're, and, then, and I'm thinking, no, there's supposed to be more revelation to this. Maybe there's something else, you know, besides the Bible that they're going to tell them that we haven't known yet. <laughs> or like the angel appeared to John G. Lake in the field at, at, the, at that park at night. And he opened the book. What was it, Acts 3? Acts 2. And he told him, he says, strive for this. Contend for this, the move of the Spirit. I'm thinking the angel is going to tell him something grand. Acts 2. I was like, I read the book of Acts all the time. But sometimes we're not taking it, esteeming it seriously. And so I think it's time that um, I'm going to go over the, the, the to um, what does it mean to honor when you honor God. It means if you despise something, you just make light of it, you disesteem it, you regard it as insignificant. To make nothing of it. You don't appreciate the lack of honor, respect, lightly esteeming, no respect, undervalue to think not much of it. I think that that hit home for me being in this church for 30 years. I need to take, take more serious um, the people around me, the, you know, even my own dad, um, and the things that he's teaching. And that it's not just another Sunday. It's God's actually talking to us like in First Thessalonians, and it's coming from, the, it's coming from man. And uh, maybe even for me, I'm, I need to go back over my notes, maybe listen to the sermon again. Keith Moore says that he would listen to sermons until he was blue in the face, and God would increase him. But he, goes, but he wanted it. He'd go home at night, and he'd pay the price for it. And let me, I don't know, Keith Moore has two churches. He's an amazing minister. He's the guy can just preach and probably never look at the, never look at his notes. He just talks and talks and I'm just like, where does he get all this stuff from? But he's really taking his Bible home at night and he said he'd sit in the trailer and just listen to sermons and write down. And I'm thinking, it's a treasure to him. Like Dad says, it's a deed, it's a will. If you're a million dollars, are you just gonna, well? You're going to get in it, and you're going to find out how to get it. And I think that even me, I'm going to start looking at the Bible. Is this a hidden treasure, and what price would I pay? Would I even sell my own eight acres for this? You know, and so I believe that as we start seeing God and the way he values things, I think we're going to see a lot more like Brother Hagin says. Put the first one up again, please, the manifestations of the Spirit. Because I think that's where if we want to see a greater move of the Spirit, we must learn to honor him. Yeah. We're going to honor the anointing. We're going to honor the Holy Ghost. We're going to honor the word. Yeah. We're going to honor church. We're going to honor pastor and our pastors. To me, I don't like it because I don't like that, this, that position. But, it's, you know, as, but that's what God's put me. I don't like being uh, out in front and where you know, I've seen pastors and the whole entourage thing. and like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> you know, half the time I want to get away from people. But I'm understanding why that it's, I'm a representative to, to speak on behalf of the people. And that we're going to, we, God wants to move the spirit in this place. And it's not going to happen by just pr pr playing break every chain, verse after verse, 
until the spirit starts breaking change and people starts falling out. No, I think it's, we're going to start, we're going to honor him. When the spirit's moving, we're not going to be talking. You know, when, when, when someone's up here ministering to someone, you're not in your chair going, all right, we've been here for three hours and start cutting up going, hey, let's go to Perkins. Well, if you want to leave, just quietly just leave, but don't be dishonorable. Uh, to the house of the Lord. You wouldn't go to the, the White House and do certain things in, in there. But why would you do it in God's house? And even for me, you know, if someone's up here, maybe um, Mary Fran or Trina wants to minister to a person, I'm just going to stay here and be quiet and let them minister. Honor the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be an old song. I'm not going to think, oh, my gosh, we're singing this old song right now. I don't like Pastor Trina's old songs. No. We're going to sing about the blood, and she's, Ooh, you know, and all those notes that I can't hit and can't sing, that's fine. But I'm going to honor that. If, you know, if, if just whatever. We, that one night, we played a video the other night. We're going to honor that. Oh, we're coming to church to watch a movie? i got to watch this at home on YouTube. You know, no, we're going to honor. If Pastor, maybe God says, at all of YouTube, I want you to see this video tonight. Amen. You know, we're going to take that serious. And I, I think there's more on this, um, but I've just started to kind of scratch the surface and um, I believe that, so let's pray. It's 8.15. I'm ending right on time. Pastor usually takes you five minutes over, but it's okay. He's a man of God. We'll let him do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for honoring you, for honoring your Holy Spirit, for honoring the move of the Spirit, for honoring the Word of God, not taking it lightly anymore. I pray, Father God, that as we come in this place, we're looking at treasure in the Word. We're sitting on the edge of our seat saying, God is speaking today. He's speaking through a man, but he's speaking. And I pray that we would see the value that you value, not what we value. Because, Father, we can, as natural humans, we can take things lightly over time. And we can go into this, you know, the same old, same old. But, Father God, I pray that this church will be revived with an honor for you, with an honor for the word, for opening the word at night and digging up and looking for gold and saying, Lord, what do you want to say to me tonight? What do you want to speak to me today? Is there a book you want me to read today? Is there somebody you want me to talk to today? And taking him not lightly, taking the Holy Spirit not lightly. And I pray, Father God, as we honor you, you say you would honor us. And I believe we will have the move of the Spirit that we've been desiring, that we've been praying for. And it's just a simple thing. You're just saying honor the things that I, that I honor. And we thank you, Father, that you would give us revelation of this and that we would do that in Jesus' name. Say this. Say, I see the things God sees that he deems are valuable. And God, help me to be honorable to you and your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to honor mom and the verse that she has. This is a great verse. I, I, uh, you have me? Black? Okay. All right. You should go home and read this every so often. Um, and I'm going to read this to you in Malachi. This is a, a wonderful verse about honor, and it's God speaking to us as a father. And this is what he says. He says, a son honors his father. And a servant, his master. If, if then I am the father, where is my honor? If I'm the master, where's my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. To you priests who despise my name, yet you say, what way have we despised you? 
And God said, you offer defiled food on my altar. And they say, how have we defiled you? Because you said the table of the Lord is contemptible. And so what he's talking about there, he's saying that you offered, you offer the blind, you offer the maim, you offer the lame. You don't get the spotless lambs. You don't get the spotless turtle doves. You give me the poor animals, the sick animals, the lame animals, the blind animals, and you just throw them on my table. When we come here and Pastor Morgan is ministering, this is the table of the Lord. He is actually opening up the word of God to you. And he is putting out here not just junk to you, but, but all of us, you know, let's not treat it as, oh, he's just throwing stuff out on the table. Because we're receiving it as blind, lame, and maimed stuff if we're not focused, if we're letting things in our lap or things in our lives distract us. Amen? And then here's what God said. He said, you offer the blind as a sacrifice. Isn't that evil? You're offering lame and sick animals. Is that not evil? Go offer it to your governor. Will he be pleased by that? Would he accept you favorably? He would not. And so I read that verse years ago where God said, you guys honor your, your earthly fathers. How much more should you honor me and don't treat my table as contemptible. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345 and remember our pastor's vision is this we grow christians so we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time